What's up, Conroe? Welcome to a brand new edition of Nerd Thug Radio. Right here on 104.5, 106.1, these sister stations. Streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. As always, you can check out Facebook page, facebook.com backslash Nerd Thug Radio. That's where some of the magic happens that we can tell you about. And then in the back, we reload the rabbit in the hat so that it pops out the next time. I am uh, Corey DLG, and with me as usual is little brother Nico. Hey, that's me. That is you. And we are um, we are moving through time at an accelerated pace. The spaceship gets faster and faster every every instant, every day, every year. It is July first. It's two p.m. How are we doing, guys? Uh, pretty good. I think. I think that now that July is here, uh, we're one step closer to. I don't know. Oh, this is technically the first day of the second half of the year. We made it. There it is. Look at that. We are starting month seven. If you thought you were going to die early twenty twenty one, uh, you were wrong. If you can hear us. If you can't hear us, I, I, I guess you were right. You might have. I don't know. It's tough to say. Are you aware we're making this show if you're dead? Knock twice for no. (laughs) Oh, man. I was going to bring up another Bojack Horseman quote, but you hate me for those, so I'm just going to not start. Listen to that. Years of negative enforcement have finally broken you of a terrible habit. Oh, you know what? I'm just going to go into it anyway. (laughs) (laughs) It's got to be the mother of all monologues. It's an entire episode where there's literally only a single character speaking. Just Bojack. Yeah, that sounds amazing. Totally. It, I would watch that all the time. It's super good. <laughs> no way that's true. It's, it's um, fantastic. I I hate that you betrayed me for <laughs> such a lame show. It's so good. It's, like, it's so disappointing it's really that your loyalty dark. <laughs> so cheaply given away. Eh, my loyalties are feeble. It's fine. It's like, hey, here's a brother. He's going to betray you the very first chance he gets. Yeah. Blood and this, you can't be mad about it now. Then the second a cartoon came on with a horse man, you were like, that's it, I'm in. I'm all the way in, Corey. You were never on board. Yeah. With the horse man. <laughs> the horse man. There's a, there's a panel from a recent Spider-Man book going around. Where these two characters are talking, and one woman's referring to Spider Man like he's not there, but he is there. Mm-hmm. And finally, at one point, Spider Man interjects. He goes, "He goes, I can hear you're not using the hyphen, and it's truly bothering me." Yeah, he's like, "It's Spider Man. <laughs> it's a very subtle difference, but there's a hyphen in it." Spider Man, Spiderman, <laughs> Alvin Spiderman, here to do your taxes. Um, yeah, July is a busy month for us. We got a lot going on here in July. Um. Summertime next, so this first weekend is Fourth of July. We have to celebrate our freedom from Great Britain, uh, where yeah. we threw off the chains of white oppression and became a truly liberated nation of multiculturalism and ideals that better the entire world. Right. Wait, we're Wait. better than you. That's Wait. what this is about. Uh, yeah, sure. We pop fireworks to remind everyone else that we still rule. Yeah, something. Does that mean Great Britain gets sad on July 4th? Because they're like, dang, we lost them. I don't they, know. You know what's like... really funny is if they did to July 4th like we do to Cinco de Mayo, which is actually the date of a Mexican loss, 
Also, like, uh, I don't know if they do Cinco de Mayo, like, in Mexico. Do they even celebrate it? Like, No, they, they won. They won a battle. They didn't do anything, like, exciting other than that. No, but they lost the battle on Cinco de Mayo. They win their independence, though. No, but it's not Mexican independence. That happens different date. Right, but the, the May, 5th of May is the date of the battle they lose that puts them on the course that they win their independence. I could have sworn they won that one. No, I'm I a bad Mexican. I'm looking this up because it's bothering me. I'm under the impression they lose the battle on Cinco de Mayo. But it is that loss that creates the... No, they won. Yeah, victory over France. That's right. Oh, I always heard they lost it. No. Maybe that's some white history coming through. We're like, they didn't even win their battle. No, they didn't. The victory of a smaller, poorly equipped Mexican force... Oh, Wikipedia, not me. Don't go come after me for that one. <laughs> I always heard that it was like our Alamo, where like they lost this, but this became the thing where they're like, "Don't forget the." Mexican no, we Alamo. we we remember we remember the Alamo because of I don't know. Like, there's a lot of weird cultural reasons. The country was like obsessed with Davy Crockett like 60 years ago. <laughs> he was a celebrity. Uh, he was like a real celebrity in the 1800s. No, the country remembers the Alamo because a bunch of people who really were like important to Texas history, like mythical, semi-mythical figures of the time, all died there together defending something that didn't exist except only in their minds and hearts. Yeah. Taking uh, taking Texas history really uh, really opens your eyes to how on- honestly terrible Texas history is. Well, like yeah, other than the war against Mexico, there's not a lot. Well, like yeah, there's all kinds of like terrible racist things. It's like I mean, it's like That's yeah, true. understandable. Uh, but also like how like weirdly multicultural Texas is with like the reason the accordion is in a lot of uh, Mexican music and like early Texas stuff is because of the Germans that moved to Texas. From... Oh, yeah, for sure. And then, yeah. like, the, there's, like, a weird Chinese Native American mix, like, in West Texas. Like, there's a lot of... Yeah, and then, uh, like, how hard, how absolutely terrible the Mexican uh, army was coming storm the Alamo. Did you know that only a fifth of the Mexican army spoke Spanish? What, what did the rest of them speak? Uh, they were a lot of mostly natives and didn't know what they were talking about. They nice. literally held them at gunpoint and then they're like, you're coming, you're fighting for us. And they were like, sure. I, you know what, though? That kind of works because back in the day, it was really more about the size of your army anyway. Right, yeah. And uh, also discovered that the reason they didn't, uh, there's like, everyone kind of died in the Alamo. And everyone's like, oh, they fought so hard. It's because like, Again, most of them didn't know what they were doing. Oh, you're saying like the reason they killed so many people and all that? Because like those people didn't want to be there anyway. Right. They were like, charge them. And they were like, I don't really. I mean, they seem like good people. Yeah. They're like, I don't even know what this guy's saying. (laughs) But I think he's going to kill me if I don't. So (laughs) die one way or another. Ooh, Which way are you running in that instance? Away from the battle or at the battle? I mean, you die either way. There's really no... Like, you run at the battle because there's a small chance that you don't die, but you're probably going to die. <laughs> Only giving yourself a small chance in combat. Okay, alright. Bit of a pessimist, but I like it. Well, I mean, like, I'm, I'm talking about me here. <laughs> I've never been in a fight in my whole life. <laughs> That's true, but you're shifty. Maybe you could survive it. 
Ah, yeah. I'll, I'll get them with my wits and charm, and then they, they won't shoot me in the face. Ooh, no. You're actually unarmed in those categories. Um... <laughs> Contrary to literally everyone I've talked to, but it's fine. They just like you because you're likable, okay? It's got nothing to do with any qualities of your own. Wits and charm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think I would run... It's like maybe you could run away if there's like a lot of chaos, which I mean there That's was. What I'm thinking like like if if things are really in it, maybe I can just turn left when we all go to take off. Yeah, you guys rush the wall, and then like as soon as everyone starts hitting it, you're just like, and I'm going this way, and never to be seen again. Later, boys. And then like the DLG Ranch pops up in Arizona or something. Right. No, it'd still be in Texas. Texas is too big. That's true. I'm not walking that far. You're you're right. To be fair, it probably crops up next door to the Alamo. Right, yeah. And they're like, oh, you know, this is fine. Also, like, the reason they were so mad and how terrible the Battle of San Jacinto was. They never tell you about that part. That's the one afterwards, right? When the Texas troops stormed, like, the the camp while everyone's asleep? No, so the Battle of San Jacinto, basically, they're they're all hanging out. They're all super angry because after, because in the Alamo, they burned the bodies of the Alamo. Which yes, is like yes. a, a super big no-no in Catholicism, which most of the Texas Army was. So they were like, they were like reared up, ready to go. They're like, bro, we're gonna absolutely slaughter these guys when they get here. And uh, they came at them so hard, uh, they surrendered in about twenty minutes. The Battle of San Jacinto was over in twenty minutes. Uh, the killing of people didn't stop for the rest of the day. Well, listen, when you've got a full schedule, um, you've got to get it all in, you know? So, yeah, that was, uh, so it was basically just an all, like, awful one-sided complete slaughter. Is that the one where we stole Santana's leg? Yeah, where we, we signs a treaty under the tree. Where, because, uh, Sam Houston was shot. He also was like, I don't know if we should attack them. And they're like, F it, we don't care. Big Sam Houston, we're gonna do it anyways. <laughs> yeah, he was he wanted to meet him on the field of battle, and the Texans were like, nah, we're just gonna crawl over there and stab folk. Yeah, so it was over in 20 minutes, and uh, they don't tell you about the rest of the thing with the horrible, horrible death of thousands of people. <laughs> Listen, history is written by the winners, and when you win a battle in 20 minutes, you don't have to report on what you did the rest of the day. Uh, that is unfortunately true. Because I'm billing for the whole day no matter what I do the rest of the day. I showed up for at least an hour. I'm going home. <laughs> That's right. Well, this day's a waste. We already want to battle. I'm going to go ahead and head out. What's that? Bill in eight hours, though. Bill in eight hours. Uh, I get my pay per diem. <laughs> I, ex- I expect it to be there when I wake up. Um. Okay. Damn. Yeah, no, I. you know what? But we are. We're going to be busy. It's 4th of July. Then the show, the, the new show debuts are... Yeah. Trying to think of a good way to explain how it's not really a national show, but it will be a national show. It's so, a sh- it's a show that is currently going to one place and has the hopes of going to many places. It's a show that currently goes to three cities, technically. Right. Dallas, Fort Worth, and Oklahoma City all received the signal of six sixty AM. Hey, uh, we are true pioneers of radio using the AM radio invented decades ago. <laughs> That's right. We're bringing it back, baby. Nerd Thug Radio is bringing it back. We'll be airing Saturday at 11 p.m. 
up late with Nerd Thug Radio, 6.60 a.m. And then you'll be able to find podcast versions of the show later. That's right. We'll make Nico stay up until till the wee hours of Sunday morning. And as the sun comes up, we'll allow him to rest his weary eyes after he uploads a podcast. <laughs> I mean, um, sometimes you just got to live that life. I mean, I guess you could automate it, but I refuse. Uh, I like doing it by hand. There's something cathartic about it. Ooh, cathartic. That's a $3 word, my friend. Yeah. I'm out of, I'm out of, I'm out of word money. You have any more? Uh, yeah, word budget's maxed out for the, well, that was the month of June, so I guess, yeah. I guess we're refreshing, yeah. Yeah. There you go. Just burn up the budget on the big words early. All right, no problem. <laughs> But maybe maybe it's like the text dot budget where like if you don't spend it you don't get it the next year. Yeah, I don't know. The, I never I never understand how any of these budgeting system works. They're like they're like yeah, and then because we spent this amount of money we don't we get a new bunch and you're like didn't you spend it all? It's like nope, that's not how this budget works. And you're like that's not <laughs> what a budget is. I honestly like if 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 I was a guy running a thing and somebody came in and completed all the projects. But had like nine million dollars sitting there. I'd be happy. <laughs> right. Hey, so I did the I did I did the things you wanted me to do, and I did it for less money than I needed it I, than I needed from you. And it's like you're like, well, that was great. No, they're like, no, that's bad. Right. Now they're gonna knock nine million off our budget next year. That doesn't make sense. Is it because we get to keep this nine million? Like, <laughs> yeah. What's the what's the process here? It seems that we're we're more about like filling up the budget because then that's when you get really dumb stuff like, ah, uh, well, you know, we could have saved a, a a few hundred dollars here, but uh, we didn't we we didn't want to waste the money in the budget. So uh, I have a week scheduled here where we all drive out to uh, El Paso and then just drive back. Right, like when they start <laughs> doing stuff where they're like, well, this road wasn't due to be chopped up till next year. But we'll do it this year instead. It's like, well, wait a minute. Why not just do it next year when it's due, and let's not spend the money this year? Like, it's like, nah. But see, this this street already had a bad car accident, and they already fixed it. So like, now we're like under budget. Now we're over budget. I don't know. Yeah, it's that. That's that is the weird part of all of it. And then what if you spend more? Do they increase the money you get, or do they decrease it? Is it like a double penalty, or like? Oh, nice job. You spent a lot of money this time. <laughs> right. I honestly, um, I don't know. And I'm, and it's probably one of those things we should all, every American should probably be able to answer that question. Yeah. Like, well, actually, based on budget, budget rules, but none of us know. Budget rules. Budget. Look, there's <laughs> a reason people hire accountants, and it's not me. That's true, man. That's so true someone's gonna look at the spreadsheet and go yeah that makes perfect sense and then you're gonna look at it and you're like these are numbers yeah i see the percentage sign here and it almost adds up to 100 so i think we're good <laughs> it's like yeah yeah this looks this looks pretty solid uh, i can i can i can read at least four of these columns i don't know what the rest of this means but you know right i uh, i think i can solve for x here uh, let's just move on i'm confident <laughs> I could possibly look at this. I will I? No. <laughs> so, 4th of July, launch of the new show, Comic Palooza, Comic Conroe, and then the end of the month. That's so many things. This is the month of Nerd Thug Radio, right here, July 2021. Man, only took us 
half a year to get here, huh? Yeah. Smash what off, is... blast off, you know what I'm saying? Just go, how? Yeah, 2021 has been really like, I don't know, it feels like the jam. I don't know. This year feels already like, you know, anything was better than last year, but even like, even riding like the 2019, it's like, we're doing all right. <laughs> it definitely has been a different kind of year so far. I can't argue that. Yeah. I can't argue that. Um, it's Thursday, so we always talk a little bit of sports on the Thursday edition of Nerd Thug Radio. Um, the Phoenix Suns have eliminated the Los Angeles Clippers. We did it, boys. The Suns. They are, this is their third time advancing to the NBA Finals, where they are awaiting the winner of Atlanta-Milwaukee, which is tied at 2-2. But Giannis Antetokounmpo uh, hyperextended his knee the end of game four. Oh, no. And I think he's questionable for game five. I don't think there's a way the Bucks win without him, though. Oh, no. So, no Giannis. This may go the Hawks in six. If Giannis can come back and play, then it might. it's probably going to go to seven because they are tied 2-2 with three to go. Right. Um, well, this is, this is exciting. Yeah. This remember is remember when everyone hated the Suns? I remember when everyone hated the Suns. No, I am going pre- to predict this. When it you goes, think... if this is going to be, whether it's Suns Atlanta or Suns Bucks, one of the least watched NBA Finals in probably – 20 years. Oh, I think I think easily. Because the closest thing to an NBA superstar left is Giannis Antetokounmpo, who may be hurt. Who might not even play. Right. Chris Middleton, not a star. Uh, Trey Young, the young star in Atlanta, he's just not there yet. He's not a name yet. Nobody's going, did you see what Trey Young did last night? Um, the Suns, Devin Booker's not quite there. Chris Paul, he had a really bad series against the Clippers. Um, I, Robert Ayers is not a known name yet. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, this DeAndre Ayers. Sorry, Robert. I, Ayers. I, I think if if the Clippers were healthy and they were in the finals, this would be like an exciting one. But because they're not, and that's not the case, ooh, yeah, I, I can totally see where you're coming from. Yeah. Oh. uh... One more little note. Playoff Pete, Paul George, um, BG-13, the the worst great player in the NBA currently. Uh, when we talked last week, we talked about a really great play where they scored a game-winning dunk as time expired. Mm-hmm. The Suns did. It came off of Paul George missing back-to-back free throws, which would have put them up by three if he made both. By two, if he made one, meaning the dunk would have been a tie or meaningless. So it's just him covering his mistakes. Well, I mean, they lost anyway. So, oh. like, he kind of got forgotten by the incredible play. Uh, oh, well. But uh, it's something I don't forget. All is forgiven in the eyes of how cool did you see that? Well, all is forgotten. Forgiven, probably not. That's fair. Forgotten for sure. Because all you remember is that dunk from that game. Yeah, because A year sick. from now, we're probably going to talk about it. Yeah, because it was sick. It was sick. And it was as time expires for the win. 
Right. Sort of. Like, it's like four layers of, yeah, but did you see that, though? And what's more interesting is they broke the play down on Inside the NBA, Shaq and Kenny and Chuck, and they were talking about it, and it was terrible defense by the Clippers. <laughs> this team, when it was brought together, it was supposed to be about the defense. Right. It was terrible defense. <laughs> you love to you love to see it when you're Kenny, like Kenny ran the play first, and he was like, honestly, like they guarded it really well. It's it's you know, it's practiced all the time, this play, but it, you never see it called at the end of the game, so it was kind of unexpected. And then Chuck was like, they didn't guard that well. He was like, nah, man, you don't, um, you switch on that play. And what they were talking about is everybody stuck to their man. If they'd have switched, nobody could have bumped Ayer's guy off of him because everybody was rotating. Right. And Shaq uh, was like, yeah, you switch. Or, and then he went up to the board and he was like, or if you're the big man, you know it's going to the basket, like, don't even cover, don't even chase airs around, just stand in front of the basket. You're a center. Where else are you going to play defense? Right. Correct. It was like, oh. <laughs> All of a sudden, Kenny was like, yeah, you're right. They could have done either one of those. <laughs> Heat of the moment, Corey. They were, they were ill-prepared for the super swag sick dunk. Except they were put together specifically for their defense. This Clippers team, two years ago, the roster that they had played mad defense and was like this cast of unruly misfits that made it to the third round, second round of the NBA playoffs. It was giving everybody a hard time. Then they were able, able to sign Kawhi Leonard and trade for Paul George without losing anyone. So they had this really great defensive team and they got two great defensive additions that are both quote unquote stars. So they were supposed to be the team that wins via defense. Yeah, this was supposed to be the Great Wall, and it turned out to be the very scalable wall. It's like uh, Game of Thrones where they were talking about the the Eyrie, and they were walking up to it, and Sir Bronn of the Blackwater and uh, Tyrion Lannister are talking, and Tyrion says, they say it's impregnable. And Sir Bronn's like, give me seven good men and some grappling gear. I'll impregnate her. <laughs> it was pretty good. It's a good line. Like, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so probably at least watch NBA Finals is what we're up, was what we're heading towards. Also, <sighs> in sports news, only kind of because it's on bicycles. They caught the Tour de France bandit, not the sand wielding bandit. <laughs> For those who don't really know, because it is a stupid story, it's um, real silly. Very early on in the opening day of the Tour de France, a woman had a sign that she was pointing at the cameras that were following the bikers. It hit one of the lead bikers. Actually, to be very honest, the lead biker ran into her sign. Uh, He then fell over and caused like a hundred bicycle pileup that essentially has stained this Tour de France. The woman immediately went into hiding and she's now been arrested by Paris police where it's po- it's expected she faces potentially criminal fines up to 1500 euros tour de France has also said they're going to sue her for massive amounts of money to make an example of her and to stop other people from hurting the race do you know what would have solved this problem guardrails barriers you're exactly right when you watch this clip they're just on the street and the street has no curbs 
the merge between grass and concrete is literally just where one ends and one begins. And so there are people pressed against the street. Like, the idea that this has never happened before, and I think it has occasionally. I started going back and thinking about it. Never a hundred-person pileup, but I think it has happened before. Um, this one was just so big that they're embarrassed by it. But the truth is, they just, listen, it's, they didn't do a good enough job plotting out and protecting their course, protecting their riders. Like, this is their fault. Right. Also, the rider probably could have easily done it, moved around here. I don't know about easy because it's a pack of bicycles, but he wasn't even looking up. Right. Which I he mean, he could have said like... something or he could have shoved her. Like, I mean, there's a million things he could have done where he stays upright and doesn't cause right. a hundred bike pile up. Or, you know, anyone from the crowd say, like, hey, lady, get out of the way. Yeah. Or just, you know, security grabs her. Like, I don't know who works here. Like, what? This whole thing is is just right in the middle of these, you know, cities and towns and places through through France. And it's like, well, maybe it's y'all's fault. It's never France's fault, said well, the French. I'll just say this. As an American, we have all kinds of security and barriers and bunkers. And in Europe, they have all kinds of measures preventing soccer fans from getting to the to the players. So there's at least a recognition that fans and athletes aren't supposed to just be able to do this. Right. So I don't and know what kind of gentleman's agreement they thought the world was going to have with their dumb bike ride, but not right. the case. And the fact that it's it's something so simple, and like they're probably going to sue for such an obscene amount. It's like good luck ever getting from from this random woman. <laughs> Yeah, like I, I don't understand it. OJ Simpson still owes sixty million dollars to the Goldman family. I think I mentioned that the other day too. Yeah, like, congratulations, you you hurt him so bad he'll never do anything about it. There's an old quote: um, "When you owe the bank a hundred dollars, it's your problem. When you owe the bank a hundred million dollars, it's the bank's problem." Like the scale of problem is what makes is what decides who and how if it's even solvable. You're not going to make this woman pay for a tour to France. Like it's not going to happen. So yeah, I bet you it's gonna be like some dumb number. It's gonna be like we're we're billing her three million euros. I mean, listen, per biker bike tour. But the reality is, I honestly, in a court of law, I would argue in any lawsuit of any kind that they took no responsibility in protecting the athletes or protecting the integrity of their own sport. Right. This is the largest scale thing, and no one could have stopped this woman from getting hit by 100 bicycles. Right. This is the largest bike race in the world. It's the most important bike event, the Tour de France. It's the Super Bowl of bicycling, right. and you couldn't put street barriers up. Yeah, you couldn't. You couldn't. Not even. Not even barriers. You couldn't put like caution tape up. <laughs> That's really all it would have taken. Like. Some and, and, some some tape on some sticks would have done exactly what you need them to do. And when you look at the clip, she's not the only person leaning out. She's not the only person clapping at them. Like, like the space between driver and or bike rider and and fan is is narrow. It is they are close together already. So I mean, this is just the word of the day: poppycock. This is poppycock. Yeah, this is this is obscene. Uh, speaking of obscene, 
Um, I was waiting for this transition. I set this up perfectly. You did. You nailed it, buddy. My segue. You read my mind. I love it. Uh, and then we ruined it by talking about it. But that's okay. We did it. We did it, though. That's all that matters. We did it. Um, Twitch has finally just flat out kicked off banned uh, Emma Ruth, Emma uh, Pokimane, and a couple other... I'm going to describe them as politely for family radio as I can. They are internet thotties who have been using Twitch and sex appeal, but nothing inappropriate and nothing outside the guidelines and rules of Twitch to make money and garner fan interest. They've been doing this for years. They create and follow trends. And then they basically are like steroid users who are always staying two or three steps ahead of Twitch. The rules, you know, well, um, not even not even the rules because they never make rules about it. Well, and that's the thing; they just well, every time they come up with a new thing to do, Twitch lets them do it for a little while, and then kind of quietly comes down on them, and they have to do something else. You know, they were doing the uh, hot tub talks or whatever they were calling them, ASMR hot tub experiences, whatever they were supposed to be called. They literally were sitting around in tiny bikinis in jacuzzis in their room, talking to people on webcams. That's genius. That's brilliant. I mean, it is exactly what some people go to Twitch for. Um, right. I, I, I don't know who needs to hear this, but one element of sales and marketing forever and for always is sex. Sex sells. That's never going to not be true. Even in the era that we live in now where people are less clear on what the boundaries are in, in, in respect of artists and respect of body and respect of boundaries is more important than ever. There's still not a problem with being sexy and selling that Megan Fox is still famous. Um, we're not confused about what we want to look at and who we want to hear from. Ruby Rose is still a star, even though she hasn't ever really been in anything substantial for any real period of time. She was like the seventh figure in orange is the new black. And somehow she booked movies and Batwoman from that. We, we as a society are still fixated on beautiful women who want to get attention from us and entertain us. Um, and the fact that Twitch has to boost Twitch, but then betrays them and takes their ability to earn money away... Uh, I think is hypocritical and silly. Yeah, and the fact that they, you know, Twitch is probably the single largest, aside from like, it's the single largest, you know, home of live streamers and has been, and that competition has been ramping up over time because they keep making weird decisions that they don't back. Yeah, Twitch kind of keeps opening the door for competitors to come to to come in through. Well, like an, an incredibly, always... an incredibly simple solution to this is just to add the eighteen plus category and not even make it like it doesn't have to be full on like very hardcore content. It can just be the exact same thing that's been on there for the past what twenty been around like ten plus years. Yeah, I guess my first question is. Why is Twitch and, – and there was a time when Twitch was, was the home of nothing and nobody. This They could have done this very easily in the very beginning. Why is Twitch not affiliated 
with adult themes. And they could have gone as adult or non-adult as they want, but the, you're right. They could have created a category where, like, if you're under 18, you're not even able to click on it or even see the tab for it. Like, right, there were yeah. other ways they could have done this. And look, it's not hard to lie on the internet about your age. People have been doing it since the internet has existed. So, like, it's not even, like, if you want to be like, oh, it's just a bunch of hormonal teenagers. It's like, they're going to look at it regardless. Yeah, yes, they are, but at least then Twitch would have been doing whatever the standard yeah. is for that part of it where they're They would have been people. doing their part. And then the entire side that's, you know, full of, you know, gamers and just gaming content, you just, you, you have it there. And you know what? If they want to play games on their, on, on the other side of Twitch too. It still would exist. You know, the category yeah. like you just make it Twitch again. Like the fact that they keep alienating a market and these content creators is just honestly like absurd. Well, because and- they just need to like either have it or don't. Like they need to make up their mind. Well, and that's the thing, right? Is they try to live in that gray area where they were letting people do it but also shadow banning them. Uh, randomly taking down their ability to advertise or have advertisers for, for periods of time. Um, here's the, I mean, it's just kind of confusing in that regard, but the truth is when these companies try to like clean up their image, so to speak, they usually are in for a lot of trouble with that. Who was it that um, completely failed as an entity once they banned pornography? It was the picture act. Oh, uh, Tumblr. Tumblr was, it turns out, they, the, a, data, a data point was released that it was something like 86% of all Tumblr images were, were deemed pornographic. And Tumblr made the decision, now, okay, listen, let's be really clear. You and I both know we're running a business here at Nerd Thug Radio. Yes. If the data came back that 80% of our listeners or content or something was tied to a specific topic i'm gonna be super honest there's no way in the room we're we're, we're discussing getting rid of that right if, if, if something someone... we might decide to do only that from now on well like at that point you just like okay that's fine just leave it alone like there's no reason for it to be like this big deal <laughs> Oh no no! I wouldn't leave it alone. I would I would have completely just leaned into it. it. Yeah, I would have leaned into it on its own without me doing anything. Eighty six percent of people all agreed to use this for one thing. I mean, that's awesome. Okay, it yeah. found its niche on its own. Right. Well, yeah. You 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 open up the field, and they're like, "Well, we want this." And Twitch is a big enough platform that like there's all kinds of people on there. You got painting streams, streams of people literally just talking in their bedrooms, people playing video games, people playing board games. And I'm sorry, but I don't know how they can justify saying one type of content is sexual and another isn't. Now, I understand that there's a lot of this, like, it's obvious that these girls are are showing or selling something. I get that part, but that's not for Twitch to say that's too sexual or not sexual enough. You know what I mean? Like... Right. What, yeah. What if you're trying to be an e thought, but you're the ugly girl, and Twitch has never messed with you once? Like, right. Yeah. Now you're gatekeeping. Like to me, it's that would be really harsh. By the way, like brutal. You're gonna be so like, mean about it, Corey. Like if <laughs> if you find out you thought you were an e girl this whole time, and everyone else was like, she's a true gamer, and you're like, oh, 
nobody even thinks I'm a little bit thoughty. And they're like, no, I don't know. We thought you were a real grinder. <laughs> Fair enough. Just cut my life into pieces. It's fine. <laughs> She's like, you know, I like The Sims. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Oh man, I'm just I just love the idea of a girl finding out that everyone else thought she was legit, but she thought she was. Yeah. <laughs> we finally made it. We made it to the end game. I just, to me, it's clearly gatekeeping. It's clearly empowering a certain type of viewer, streamer, gamer who feels a certain way about women. It's clearly picking sides. Yeah, and the thing about it is that like. This content wouldn't be like. It's like not you're even going. Really you're content. going. You're going to. You're going to this. You're going to this platform to find this content. Yeah, it's not. You even... don't just like. You. It's not even like. Oh no! I, I accidentally clicked the lady with the large, with the <laughs> large chest. Oops. <laughs> oh no! What are those boobs doing on my computer screen? That's never. Oh happened no! Before. No, never happened before. Every <laughs> every twelve year old's wondering why he's got twenty viruses on his computer. Like, <laughs> like you do it intentionally. Yeah, and you, you go to what? the you go to the just chatting section. You scroll down. You're like, dang, that's an attractive person, and you click them. Like, there's clearly a market, and Twitch has just decided to just be the absolute worst about it. <laughs> they really have, and it doesn't make sense. It feels. <sighs> And like it's it's incredibly personal because like it is, it's it's silly to me because these girls are just what is Twitch telling them basically? Don't play video games. Go get an OnlyFans. Like, yeah. Why is why is Twitch pushing these people off when what they're doing content wise would pass any FCC standards and practices test? Right. Yeah. Something that you would easily see on on TV. Yeah. Listen, if the Today Show thought putting Keller Rip in a hot tub would work and they wouldn't have to pay a lot of money to do it, they would do it. Right. Um, like, in, in a heartbeat. Like, this would never, this, like, incredibly, it feels incredibly targeted and... It really does. Like, blatantly sexist because, like, it's something that they could easily solve but refuse to even face. Well, and, and, and again, the content these girls are making while suggestive, is not inappropriate. And I think it's important to make that distinction and to remember that distinction. Because suggesting and doing are not the same thing. And wearing a bathing suit is not advertising nudity. And... Um, you're going you're gonna to see it more than once in your entire life. People will be wearing bathing suits. There will be attractive people. Like, right. These are and just also, truths of the world, not necessarily like some grand statement on like the health of the platform well and, and punishing these girls because they you're using something that they invest in themselves i don't understand the other people are investing in themselves they're just not doing it in a way that involves sex and maybe it's because they're not sexy they don't have that skill set yeah i'm but to, i'm not a sexy person but i'm good first. at video games so i play video games online people lock it so they watch it Right. Like that exact same thing, you know. I'm an attractive person. I get on the cam. People like it, and you know, that's also a, a market. And Twitch is clearly taking away their platform. Listen, I want to be real clear. At no point in time have you and I said the word censorship. Uh, 
Have we not? Have we not said freedom of speech? That's not what any of this is. Twitch is free to do it. It's just stupid. Yeah, it's just dumb. It it doesn't make any sense, and it is is unfair to these women. <laughs> it is. It is. It's a different standard because they can do something that other people can't, which is keep people's attention without playing video games or saying a lot. Right. Yeah. Even if you want to say, "Oh, their content's not interesting," it's like, who who cares? You're not the one consuming it. Or uh, I beg to differ because they got a lot of people watching. Right. Yeah. It's the it's it's the it comes down to like the, the fallacy. It's like yeah, who decides what's good content? Right. A lady because sitting in sitting in a swimming pool saying, you know, hey, every you know one and a half minutes to different people in her chat. Making that's not voice sounds into a microphone, like right. Yeah, listen, that's not entertaining suggestive. for you. But you know, it's fine. Go figure something else out. It's a massive platform with thousands of people on it. There's someone you're gonna you're fall in love with, and you're gonna watch them to the end of time. Or maybe you just hate live streams. And what are you doing on Twitch? <laughs> well, and it's also a, a kind of a denial of the true democratization of Twitch, right? Like everyone votes with their time and views. So if people are watching it, why is Twitch mad? Right, yeah. People should be excited. Oh, you're using your Amazon Prime sponsorship or you're donating to this person. It's like, which gets a little bit of all of that. Why would you even cut off any of that? You know, these are some of the biggest, you know, content creators on your platform. Just from sheer volume. (laughs) I honestly, if I worked at Twitch, I would be the loudest voice in the room screaming, what are we doing Right, and the fact that it's just such an easy fix because you can you just make you just make the eighteen plus category or a not safe for work category. If you want to try and differentiate between, if you're and, even trying to keep it non pornographic, but just questionable, you know right? I mean? I mean, there's a million ways you could categorize it that 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 fix that. Right, you do that. Oh, they're playing M rated video games, eighteen plus category. Oh, they're playing <laughs> yeah, Fortnite. What happened with that? Because they don't they definitely stream people playing all the M rated video games without an issue. I don't know, dude. I've I've talked to enough twelve year olds in Call of Duty to know that it doesn't matter. It doesn't. And that's what that's what makes me mad about it. It's yeah, it's it's a fact the fact that this is a weirdly like exclusively sexual issue and not like it's like, yeah, they can watch, you know, streamer A play kill kill murder die die the video game. Right, but like a lady in a bathing suit is too much for the platform to handle. Well, let's let's really be clear about it. Among Us is more graphic than what these girls did. <laughs> it's really funny to think about that. It's literally a game where you lie to your friends and kill each other, and they and they show animated gifs of a murder of these little cartoon is, bodies. Right. Yeah. You see blood and bone and murder. That's more and more inappropriate than anything you see on those girl streamers. Yeah. No integrity. None. There's just literally... Because there's nothing. We have nothing. There's nothing. Um, all right. Do the Adventure Begins ad. We're going to jump out to break. We'll come back. We'll do a quick wrap-up. All right. The Adventure Begins is open and at full operating hours. You don't need a mask anymore to come inside. But if you want to wear one just to feel extra safe, you sure can. They do also have delivery and curbside options available. Uh, starting, oh man, it's already July. The, the world's already over. This is the first 12 minutes of this show. Well, you know, it's fine. 
Uh, Thursday, July 1st, that's today, is uh, more ma- is, uh, Magic Time. So this is the modern meetups. Uh, it's a format in Magic the Gathering. It's kind of like their big eternal one. It's the one that has tons of old stuff in it. Uh, very fun. I play it. Uh, Friday, July 2nd at 6 p.m. is the Star Wars X-Wing casual meetup. All ages, all levels and ages are welcome. Uh, July 2nd at 2 p.m. is the Pokemon meetup. Uh, so this is the casual meetup for that as well. Uh, Saturday at 6 p.m. is Hammer Time. That is Warhammer and Tabletop uh, Warhammer 40k. Uh, new weekly event Saturday, July 2nd at 6 p.m. is even more Magic Time. This is the uh, Commander uh, meetup this time. So Commander on Saturdays and Modern on Thursdays. And uh, that's all the events this week. Uh, there'll probably be I think the Digimon tournaments next week. They got all kinds of events going down there at the Adventure Begins. A fantastic store, wonderful staff. Uh, they got all your nerd needs, your comic books, your your uh, manga, your board game, card game, all kinds of stuff there, right there at the Adventure Begins, right there on 1488. That's right. Uh, they, I buy my comic books there, and my comic books are on the shelf for you to buy and enjoy as well. Uh, make sure to go to the Adventure Begins, comics, games, and more. Uh, this is Nerd Talk Radio. We'll be right back on this Thursday afternoon. The Adventure Begins Comics, Games, and More is a wonderful store located right there on 1488 in Conroe that sells comic books, gaming cards, gaming accessories, board games, as well as all kinds of fun nerd assorted accessories. This is Corey DLG of Nerd Thug Radio, just reminding you that if you're interested, and if you're bored, if you got some free time, if you wanted to go hang out at an interesting or fun place, The Adventure Begins should be an option you consider. Everything from D&D Adventurers League to miniature painting uh, to even competitive card play and even competitive gaming events. All those things occur at The Adventure Begins Comics, Games, and more. Interested parties should absolutely check out the Facebook page for more information. This is Rudy Townjanovich, and welcome to Nerd Thug Radio. Thug Radio right here on 104.5, 106.1, the sister station, streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Make sure to just keep your eyes tuned to Facebook.com backslash Nerd Thug Radio. Big announcements coming, a lot of stuff going on, obviously. The new show launching next Saturday at 11 p.m. on 6.60 a.m., airing in Dallas, Fort Worth, Oklahoma City, and then coming to the podcast shortly thereafter. That's up late with Nerd Thug Radio. Um, we got what, like four minutes here, five minutes here? Yeah. Um, so very quickly, the I watched the newest episode of Loki, episode four. How many um, episodes is it supposed to be? I don't know, six or eight. The Falcon Winter Soldier one was six, I think WandaVision was eight. Mm. I'm gonna um, say seven. I'm gonna average. <laughs> there's literally nothing I can say about this episode plot wise. That wouldn't is, be a this spoiler. Is, this is the critical plot twisting episode of everything. You must check it out. Um, one important thing to note is this is the first episode with an after credits scene. Um, there's a lot going on. The show has whatever's going on. We're getting close to figuring it out. Okay, this this is a big, big episode. 
And there's really nothing else I can say except to watch it. So make sure you check that out this week. Stay off the internet as much as you can until you watch it because while Twitter was doing a good job behaving uh, last night, I don't know how much longer it's going to. Yeah, I love the internet sometimes where it's like, oh man, I'm really excited about this thing. Spoilers. All right, well, I'm no longer excited about this thing. (laughs) Well, I, I think everyone recognized there's so much important stuff in this episode. That like a lot of people were just like, um, hashtag Loki. I don't even know what I can say here. Uh, check it out. <laughs> really good episode. I don't know what else I could say. Like, there's just so much to it. Um, I do want to let everybody know that we are expanding, and what that means for us is we are going to be taking on a lot more stuff and doing a lot more things. Uh, what that means for you guys is if you want to help and support a small business like us, make sure to go to Squarespace dot com black backslash Corey DLG. Um, that's the secret store. That's where you can buy Nerdthug Radio t-shirts as well as digital copies or physical copies of my comic books. Uh, those funds do help us keep making the world go round. We also have help from great sponsors like The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and more. Um, yeah, I do want to thank everybody for kind of being with us over this journey. We're approaching episode 400. Um, where that's going to be in September, uh, end of August, early September, the 400th episode of Nerd. Yo, this is crazy to think about. Like we had our we had our fifth anniversary not that long ago. And by not I, that long ago, I mean literally two months ago, oh, three I, months ago. It's been a journey, man. It's been a crazy journey. Um, think about where we were when this started. I was a debt collector. Uh, and I was we a high school on, student. You were a high school student. We were on Big Yang's Money Green Music, and we were just starting out stealing music from uh, artists on iTunes. Um, and now we've come all this way, and now we're doing talk radio. Five years later, right here on a uh, Conroe's very own one hundred four point five, one hundred six point one. Uh, obviously, a big part of that is thanks to Dick right there running the station there at Lone Star, Mister Shizla the Quarter himself. Um, and yeah, there's just, it's been a lot. It's been great. We don't know what's going to come next. We're working on a lot of stuff. We got a lot of stuff coming up the pipeline, but like five years ago, I wasn't making comic books. We weren't making a living making radio. Um, I mean, there's just a lot that's happened and going on and, uh, it's kind of great to have it all in front of us like this. Yeah. We've, we've really come a long way. <laughs> it's just weird to even think about sometimes. I'm like, I was at I was at a was at a party with uh, my mom and we we're you know she's making small talk with people we don't know and she's talking about like stuff that I did and I was like wow that is a lot huh yeah I mean we've been featured in the Houston Chronicle twice um, your picture has been featured like five times on the on the website because I'm um, cool I guess you're photogenic I mean I don't know uh, you look like a like a Mexican cabbage patch doll as far as I'm concerned but what do I know. Um, because I'm your brother, you're not allowed to. <laughs> uh, I got to, I wrote, uh, as a freelance writer for a couple of years, I, I wrote for cyberpunks.com and Houston Sports Map, which was Houston's ESPN radio affiliate. So, in a weird backwards way, I've literally been paid to write for ESPN radio. Um, there's just kind of a you know, we've, we've been on a heck of a journey, yeah. And it's not stopping anytime soon. This isn't a wrap up. This is a. This is just an. Appre- this is just. This is just an appreciation. 
yeah, stopping and smelling of said roses that we've been planting for a very long time. It is, and it's kind of sitting here thinking about it, talking about it. We've come a long way, and there's still a lot more to do and get done, and we're excited for what's uh, what's next. And that includes making comic books, uh, doing radio, maybe doing other kinds of podcasting. We've even talked about maybe doing like uh, fictional stuff. I mean, there's all kinds of things. We, we The future is vast and, and uh, wide open for us, so we're all excited about that. It's going to be a good time. It is. In the meantime, I want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, this wraps up the Thursday edition of Nerd Thug Radio. Tomorrow at 2 p.m. we'll be back, and that is basically the weekend, so it's done. Once you hear my voice tomorrow, it's over. Tell your boss you're going home. It's all done. It's 2 o'clock. Like, pff, you got a day out of me, bro. Um, that being said, on behalf of Little Brother Nico and myself, the adventure begins, comics, games, and more. And a uh, special shout-out for Dickie Shizzler the fourth. Same Nerd Thug time, same Nerd Thug channel. As always, wash your hands, get the vaccination. Uh, it looks like the variant is making a push. So unless you're willing to put back on your freedom masks, everybody go get the shots. Okay, bro? Don't take freedom. away my <laughs> If we start canceling conventions because of COVID, I'm going to be mad at all of America. All of them. That's fair. All right. All that being said, thanks for listening, guys. We'll tune in tomorrow at 3 at 2 o'clock. For more Nerd Thug Radio, holla. The Adventure Begins Comics, Games, and More is a wonderful store located right there on 1488 in Conroe that sells comic books, gaming cards, gaming accessories, board games, as well as all kinds of fun nerd assorted accessories. This is Corey DLG of Nerd Thug Radio, just reminding you, that if you're interested, and if you're bored, if you got some free time, if you wanted to go hang out at an interesting or fun place, the Adventure Begins should be an option you consider. Everything from D&D Adventures League to miniature painting uh, to even competitive card play and even competitive gaming events. All those things occur at the Adventure Begins Comics, Games, and more. Interested parties should absolutely check out the Facebook page for more information. Hi, this is Kevin Smith, former Dallas Cowboy, Texas A&M Aggie as well. And I want to say what's up to Nerd Thug Radio.